and welcome to episode 15 of Stocks and Sports. In the stock section, we'll do the fan favorite, Thunder Round. While in the sports section, I'll sit down again with my brother Jack, and he will offer his predictions on who will be the top quarterbacks by division in the NFC. And his predictions for the final division will almost guarantee surprise you. We'll finish it off with my stock and player of the week. I hope you enjoy. It is time for the Thunder Round. So let's start with Siri in California. Siri. Booyah, Evan. What do you think about Johnson & Johnson after their big announcement of the vaccine? Thanks. Well, yes, with what you said about how Johnson & Johnson now has a vaccine, they now are a part of this rollout. One thing that is great about the J&J vaccine is that it can be administered in a single shot, while Pfizer and Moderna are giving two shots of the vaccine several weeks apart. As an 11-year-old, I'm not a specialist in the drug sector, and I'm not going to try to be, but I do love what I have seen from Moderna stock, especially when it comes to their revenue growth, up 68x year over year. <coughs> now let's hear from Siri in Washington. Siri. Thanks for taking my call. What do you think about Gap stock? Thanks. Yeah, well, with their announcement of betting big on e-commerce, I am a big fan. As I'm sure you have heard, my favorite sector in the market is e-commerce. And Gap made a plan to close 350 retail stores and invest some of that money in a $140 million customer experience center, which will allow the retailer to deliver inventory faster and more efficiently to its customers across the country. By 2023, they expect 80% of their revenues to be made from e-commerce. And yes, you heard me right, 8-0. Although I am not a big fan of the clothes business, I mean, I don't even wear nice clothes during school these days. But what I am a big fan of is e-commerce. Because of that, I would buy Gap. Now let's hear from Siri in Oregon. Siri? Booyah, Evan. Thanks for taking my call. What do you think about Lowe's? Thanks. I am a bit nervous about this company. On the earnings report, Lowe's said that in the coming months, people will be spending less time on home projects and more time outside. Because of that, I would hold off for now. Now it's here from Siri in Toronto. Siri? Hi, Evan. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Siri, you there? Oh, sorry about that. Because they are going to go public soon, what do you think about Roblox stock? Yeah, well, for starters, this is the very first privately traded company that we have ever had on this Thunder Round. For those that do not know, on March 10th, Roblox is expected to DPO, which is a direct public offering, where it offers securities to the public in order to raise capital. Throughout the pandemic, they have truly thrived, the number of daily active users from 2019 to 2020 up about 85%, now up to over 32 million daily active users, including my brother, cousins, friends, and more. On the day that they go public, I expect for there to be a lot of hype, 
so be careful if you want to get in on opening day. Long term, I really like the stock, although I don't expect their growth to continue to accelerate like it has in the past 12 months. Now let's finish things off with Siri New York. Siri! Booyah, Evan. What do you think about Zoom stock? Thank you. Yeah, well, previously, Zoom was one of my favorite stocks. And now, well, after an earnings report like that, I like them even more. Although Zoom was in my top three for favorite stocks, I still thought that there was a chance, even if it was small, that their stock wouldn't do great once the pandemic ends. To clear up my worries, on the report, it said that Zoom's yearly guidance was way up. For the rest of the year, they expect revenues to jump 42%, which isn't as good as they have done in the past, but 42% is still amazing. That could mean that either that they believe that COVID will still be a big thing for the rest of the year and that people will continue to use Zoom, or that they think that COVID will be over, but people will still be using Zoom. Either one of these scenarios are great for Zoom. Bye, 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 bye. And that's the conclusion of the Thunder Round. It's great being here, not for the first time, but for the second week in a row. Awesome. Should we get right into business? Awesome. the four quarterbacks in the NFC North. The four quarterbacks are Mitch Trubisky, Aaron Rodgers, newly added to the team, Jared Goff, and lastly, Kirk Cousins. Jack, how would you rank them? So if you remember, I'm going to rank the quarterbacks the same way I did last week, from worst to best. I think that a quarterback with a new, relatively new coaching staff, historically bad team, and without a very great roster as of right now, I do not see Jared Goff being as productive as he's been in the last couple of years. I still think that he's going to play like we all know he plays, but just not the same efficiency. And that's why I don't think he's going to be any higher than the other three quarterbacks in this division. Number three, I'm going to put Mitch Trubisky. I think that he, as long as he gets some sort of accuracy in his throwing down over the offseason, and maybe if his team gives him, maybe if they re-sign um, Allen Robinson, maybe draft a couple new guys to really give him more support, I think that he should be able to outperform Jared Goff. Uh, number two, I think one of the more underrated quarterbacks nowadays in the NFL, Jer uh, Kirk Cousins. I think that Kirk Cousins, with his receiving core, he has Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, he has Kyle Rudolph as a tight end, uh, he has Dalvin Cook as a receiving 
ability as long as a running back. Um, I think that he is going to have another great season, just like how he did last year. And by, I wouldn't say by a landslide, but by a good ways, I'd have Aaron Rodgers. His connections with Devonta Adams, Alan Lazard, all of his receivers, uh, Robert Tunyon has really been a big piece of his throwing game. Um, his uh, running back, Aaron Jones, he can also catch the ball relatively well. Mm-hmm. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is going to have another, I wouldn't say MVP caliber season, but another great season. I would agree with you, but one thing when it comes to Mitch Trubisky, it was really at the end of the year when him and a little bit of David Montgomery really, really played great. Yeah. In the Earlier in the season, he didn't really play well. If he can continue to play along with David Montgomery as he did in the end of the season, then I would agree third place. I don't think second place because Kirk Cousins, the people mm-hmm. surrounding him are so well, yeah. are so good. But Mitch Trubisky, I think he could even slide to fourth if he plays like he did earlier in the season. That's possible, yeah. And and then uh, let's go with the four quarterbacks in the a- and NFC East. The four quarterbacks are Daniel Jones, who I think will be added to the team, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, and lastly, Alex Smith. Jack, how will you rank them? So this is a really tough question because do I want to put a quarterback – a healthy quarterback above our old, very injury. He is an injury. He's very, he's just not as good as he used to be. So I think that Daniel Jones has more potential than Alex Smith going into next year. But I would still have Alex Smith above Daniel Jones in this scenario. I think that with Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, um, Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick has all they've also been great. I think just Alex Smith, he has a better team around him. And I know he does have an injury that he's gonna have to deal with, and he is probably bound to have another injury. But just because he's the runner-up is Daniel Jones, I think I'm gonna stop to put Daniel Jones at four, Alex Smith at three. Um this is another really interesting one because Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott, you never, is Dak Prescott going to be as great as he was before? He, I personally think that he will still be Dak Prescott. I just don't know if that next season, he's going to really be able to have his play action ability, his running out of the pocket ability. And I think that Jalen Hurts does have, that Mike Vick play style, running out of the pocket, scrambling, rushing for when his wide receivers and running backs aren't open. So I think that Jalen Hurts could possibly have a better season than Dak Prescott. But don't get me wrong, if Dak Prescott is back to how he was before his injury, I would have Dak Prescott over Jalen Hurts any day. And and that's also assuming that Dak Prescott, well, for starters, is still playing for the Cowboys. 100%. And I would put Daniel Jones at three, only because although I don't think he's much better than Alex Smith, and he's not as good at running as Jalen Hurts is, he still can run the ball pretty well. He is a well. very mobile quarterback. So that is one thing I do like about Daniel Until he Jones. trips. Until he trips. <laughs> I did, that's true. I did, I would put Daniel Jones three only because of his running ability. But, Al, but Alex Smith, he has better receivers around him. But again, I would still put, as I said before, Daniel Jones three 
Smith Florin. For everything else, I would agree with you, especially when it comes to... That question just really depends on, do you want a quarterback who plays more play action, more running out of the pocket? But I just feel like in Daniel Jones's position, he doesn't really have many options around him. Other than this year, he will have Saquon Barkley to back him up. Mm-hmm. I just don't think his receivers are good enough. His O-line's not good enough to get him to the point where he can be a productive, a more productive quarterback than Alex Smith. Yeah, because then it comes to, well, would you rather have a wide receiver or a, a quarterback that does not have many good pass catchers, but he can run the ball, or a quarterback that he can't run the ball, but not he too can, well? He can't run the ball. Alex, I mean, he sometimes he does, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but not really runs well as like a running quarterback, yes. but has great pass catchers. There it depends what kind of quarterback they're looking for. But I do agree with you. Alex Smith could easily be number three. Uh, in the NFC South, the four quarterbacks are Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, assuming that he still plays for the team, Teddy Bridgewater, and for the Saints, maybe Jameis Winston, maybe Drew Brees. It's kind of half and half. The Jack, how would you rank them? So I think in fourth, the obvious, I think Teddy Bridgewater. I just don't think that he is the right quarterback for Carolina. His... Although he is the most accurate quarterback in the NFL when it comes to statistics, I do not think that that's actually true. I mean, he just doesn't throw the ball a lot. There's a lot of handoffs. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I see him as a little bit more of a play-action quarterback, but the Panthers, they're not really a play-action team. They either hand the ball off or they throw the ball. And Teddy Bridgewater, he doesn't have that great of an arm either. Uh, He has some great receivers, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, uh, he's going to have Christian McCaffrey back, also another great catcher. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that Teddy Bridgewater is the one for Carolina, and I don't think he's going to be able to outperform the other quarterbacks in this division. Um, three, it really depends. If it's Drew Brees, I would easily have Drew Brees over Matt Ryan. But if it's Jameis Winston, I think I'm going to have to go with Matt Ryan over Jameis Winston. And that's because Matt Ryan, he has Calvin Ridley, one of the better wide receivers in the NFL, and he's not only one of the better wide receivers in the NFL, he's also his second option. Matt Ryan has Julio Jones as well. They, he, they, the Falcons don't really have much of a running back right now. It's Todd Gurley, but I don't even know if he starts. Um, they, I'm a big Titans fan. The Falcons' new offense, uh, head coach is the Titans' old offensive coordinator. So in the Titans, they've always had a very successful offense. So I think that the Falcons are going to be able to play good, fluid offense with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley's playing style. I think they're just going to be able to build off of each other and just move down the field cleanly. Um, But once again, if it is Drew Brees, Drew Brees is Drew Brees, as we know. He has Alvin Kamara as um, as an option. He's got Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, um, Emmanuel Sanders, just a lot of great wide receivers. I just don't know how Jameis Winston with his decision-making is going to do with all the short pass, all the short passes that um, the Saints like to run. Also, the Saints are in a very big cap space problem right now. I'm not sure exactly the number, but it's definitely a big problem, and they're going to have to get rid of a lot of their key players in order to still be able to do football um and then lastly 
greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Uh, not only the best of all time, best in this division, easily. Um, with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Gronk, Bray. I just think he's just going to be another machine as he was in the playoffs of the 2020-2021 season. And as a follow-up question, if Drew Brees ends up not playing, and if Taysom Hill is the quarterback, where would you put him on this list? Would he'll, he still be number two or sliding three or four? So I actually really like Taysom Hill. I think that although he's not he's not a franchise quarterback, but short-term, I really like Taysom Hill. I like players who play like Mike Vick. I like players who can run but still have a sufficient throwing ability to be able to get to their receivers. Um, I think Taysom Hill can do that. I honestly would put Taysom Hill over Matt Ryan, assuming they somehow get their cap space problem figured out. But I, it doesn't look like he's going to be the one playing. So, Okay, uh, I would have, I agree with you, Teddy Bridgewater for Matt, um, three and two and Matt Ryan and the Saints quarterback, I have pretty interchangeable. If Julio Jones can be playing, then I think there's a chance. A Julio chance. Jones is getting old. If Matt Ryan, well, he also gets injured. If Matt well, Ryan. His quad, he has quad problems. If Julio Jones can play, then maybe, just maybe, Matt Ryan could slide to number two. 100%. But when Those two are very interchangeable. But when there's no Julio Jones, even though Calvin Ridley, other guys, Russell Gage, even though they are really good, Without Julio Jones, he's just not. I kind of disagree. I think that Calvin Ridley has the ability to be the same playmaker ability, make the same plays that Julio Jones has. Absolutely. But just last year showing like the stats, he did not play as good. Although I think that Calvin Ridley. Yeah, if they have Julio Jones, that will be a big plus. Julio Jones is still one of the best receivers right now. One of the better players of all time. I think if they have Julio Jones, that's great. But if they don't have him healthy, it's not going to be a tremendous problem for Atlanta. Yeah, and then, of course, I still have Tom Brady won, although I don't think he'll play as good as he did last year. Uh, let's finish it off, Jack, with the NFC West, probably the, the best division. I think you might have one of those players where, or one of these players where you have, like, like, like last episode, Herbert over Mahomes. Mm -hmm. uh, the four quarterbacks in the NFC West, wow. Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyler Murray. Jack, how would you rank these four players? I, okay, so although he took his team to the Super Bowl two years ago, I'd have Jimmy Garoppolo at number four. He, to be honest, kind of gets carried by his team. Mm -hmm. He has an outstanding defense, so he gets a lot of time with the ball. He, his O-line is great. Uh, he has Raheem, Most Raheem Moster. He's a pretty average running back, but he's a pretty good when it comes to making plays like that. Um, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Definitely Brandon Ayuk's going to make a big impact on the team. Um, George Kittle, definitely important when it comes to the pass catching game and the blocking, but... I just don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo, although he's going to have a great season, assuming that he's back and healthy like he was before, I just don't see him being as good as these other three elite quarterbacks in this division. So for three, this is tough because it depends what play style in a quarterback you like. 
I personally find Kyler Murray to be kind of like a Walmart version of Lamar Jackson. As I said in the last episode, I think Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback in the NFL. I think Kyler Murray plays a lot like Lamar Jackson. He's just a little bit smaller. I Yet he has amazing wide receivers. He has DeAndre Hopkins. He has Larry Fitzgerald, who's getting old. He has Christian Kirk. I just don't... I, I guess I think I should put Kyler Murray at two. Russell Wilson at three. Really? Russell Wilson, just at the end of the season, a lot of turnovers. His O-line's not helping him at all. Russell Wilson may not even stay with the Seahawks. I personally think he's saying that he's going to leave just so the team drafts some sort of O-line to give him some sort of support. I just don't see Russell Wilson. I feel like he's kind of starting to lose his juice a little bit. Wait, and Stafford won? Stafford won. I think before Stafford was on the Rams, he was already a top seven quarterback, maybe even a top five quarterback. Really? So now that he has an O-line and has a wide receiving core, I think he's easily the number one in this division. What makes him so good over franchise quarterbacks for their teams? What makes him so good? The fact that he was able to have some sort of production while on the Lions with their tremendous coaching problem and terrible O-line and awful defense and mediocre receivers. He did have Kenny Galladay. He did have Marvin Jones, who played good at the end of the season. It's just not enough to really give a quarterback that much support. And I think if Matthew Stafford was able to make plays like he did and the fact that he was able to still be, in my opinion, top seven to top five quarterback while on the Lions, if he's on the Rams with one of the better wide receiving cores, they got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby. They just have a a lot of weapons. They have a great O-line. I just see him being better than Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo. I get if you want to put Jimmy Garoppolo at one, Matthew Stafford at four, but that's just not how I think. Um, I For number four and number three for me, I think could be interchangeable. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and, I'm sorry, Jack, Matthew Stafford. I think that if Jimmy Garoppolo's players can stay healthy, then I think he can be three because the players around him are so good. You saw you saw what happened to Jimmy Garoppolo when he didn't have players, and that's what, and that here's what I'm gonna say right here. If his players do not, if his players do get injured, then I'd have him at four by a lot because I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo personally is a good player. But there's the players he has around. Good support. He has good support, making him look he's good. Under Shan, he's under Shanahan's offense. It's pretty hard to go wrong there. And so that's why I would have him at four, only because the players around him are so good. And if they get injured, then, well, he has nothing. Mm -hmm. But I think based on how he looks, I think he'd look on the field like number three, and I would put Matthew Stafford four. But, again, that could really switch around. I disagree. Uh, And I put two Kyler Murray. I do like running quarterbacks, but I I think that Kyler Murray is also great at throwing the ball. But I just think that Russell Wilson is one of the most – clutch players in the league 100 percent. don't get me wrong russell wilson is still one of the better quarterbacks i just don't see him being better well i mean i just think the weapons around him, he is such good i mean tyler lockett chris carson's a great pass catching running back dk metcalf i think the best wide receiver in the league do you, did, you'll, did you just you'll, say you'll, dk you'll, metcalf best you'll, quarterback you'll, you'll, you'll disagree with best me wide receiver. You'll, you'll disagree with if me he can, if he can catch the ball then we'll talk you'll, you'll you'll you will disagree with me but i just and also his running ability 
of course, not as good as Kyler Murray's, but he can escape the pocket. Easily escape the pocket. I think that he's one of the most clutch players in the league. Mm-hmm. I think you could even put him as number two quarterback. You could put you could put him as one. Um, no, in in the whole league. Yeah, you could put him as one. It just one, depends what you one want. One thing I find so crazy about this: the quarterback who led his team to the Super Bowl last time he was completely healthy is for both of us or normally. Number four in the division. This he kind this, of gets carried by his team. This division is just stacked with great quarterbacks. Stacked, yeah. Jack, thank you so much for coming on this podcast for a second straight week. It's been great. Thank you very much. Yep. To finish off this episode of Stocks and Sports, I'm going to give out my stock and player of the week. In this episode, the stock will be a privately traded company that is scheduled to go public in the next week that I think will perform great going forward, while the player of the week will be a player in college basketball who has performed great so far, and I think will perform great going forward. As my stock of the week, I'll have to go with Roblox. Going public on March 10th, I expect Roblox to continue to grow, especially during the rest of the pandemic. With the number of daily active users growing by 85% year over year, they have shown how they can grow. As I previously said on the Thunder Round, be careful if you want to get in on opening day due to the hype that I expect, but just know that there will probably be tons of opportunity even after March 10th. And if you have as much opportunity as I believe Roblox has, then you can be my stock of the week, even before you become a stock. As my player of the week, I'll have to go with Ayo Dusumu. For those that don't know, Ayo Dusumu is arguably the star player for the Illinois men's basketball team. Although I never really took Illinois seriously, they are actually one of the top teams in the country coming off a win against the number two team in the country, Michigan. Dusumu leads his team in points, 21 a game, and assists, over five a game. I expect Illinois to be one of the one seeds in March Madness, being led by their star player, Ayo Dusumu. And if you are the star player, averaging over 20 points a game on a probable one seed team, then you're going to be my player of the week. And if you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe so you get a notification when a new episode comes out. All opinions expressed by Evan Goldstein are his and you should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy. But only as an expression of his opinion. Past performance is not indicative of future results. He doesn't guarantee any specific outcome.